Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you The Seminarians, a dialogue with students from the Pontifical College Josephinum, produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire vocations to the religious life. And now, The Seminarians. Welcome to The Seminarian Show. My name is Brian Smith from the Diocese of Youngstown, and I'm joined today by Jacob Stinnett, Seminarian of the Diocese of Columbus. Let us begin our show today in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God, our faith is a great gift that you have given us through our families, through our friends, through so many other sources and people. We thank you for this gift, and we thank you for the ways that you have also given us to keep it alive in our lives. Help us today to appreciate the ways that in our liturgy, we give full expression to our faith and help us always to grow closer to you through every moment of prayer. Our Father, who, who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy, thy kingdom, kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead, and lead us, us not, not into temptation, temptation but deliver, deliver us from, from evil. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good afternoon, Jacob. Hello. We have, on a few occasions, spoken about um, why, as Catholics, we do certain things. Um, in one of our previous shows, we talked about you know, the colors the priests wear at Mass, um, some of the other liturgical vestments that priests and other ministers wear and what mm-hmm. their meaning was and how, you know, knowing the meaning of those vestments can help us to appreciate more what's happening mm-hmm. in the Mass, especially. Um, so today we, we have a similar topic that we're proposing for conversation. Um, in the Mass, as Catholics, we speak our prayers, mm-hmm. we sing hymns and other mm-hmm. songs, but we also do other things with our bodies. We have certain gestures and postures that we, you know, follow throughout the Mass. They become sometimes a routine to us, but these gestures often are communicating something or they're helping us to enter into the prayer in a specific way. That's um, right. Certain people um, outside of the church will sometimes poke fun of the church for the, the, the ways that we... Um, express our prayer corporally or through our bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, The the show Downton Abbey, for example, um, the main family is Anglican, Mm -hmm. the Church of England, if they follow the the Church of England. And um, there's a member of the household who is a Roman Catholic and he invites his priest over for a meal one day and the head of the household, the Lord, shares with this priest, I once went to Mass in Rome And it was more like a gymnastics display. (laughs) Um, And we've probably heard other expressions like um, Catholic calisthenics is, you know, what we're doing at Mass. Up, down, up, down, kneel, down, up, Mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. So on the surface, that can be perhaps humorous, especially for those who are unfamiliar. What we're hoping to do today is, you know, enter into the deeper meaning behind some of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of it is pretty clear and I think easy to appreciate, but some of it perhaps is 
a little bit more difficult to penetrate. So it can be good to talk about them and go over, you know, why do we do this? Um, we have a, a nice list of different gestures and actions that we have at mass. I'm, I'm looking at the sheet in front of me and I think we're up to nine or 10 Mm -hmm. different things. So, um, on this list, I'm wondering where you'd like to begin. Well, Um, actually, before we tackle that list, I would just like to talk about why it is that these gestures and postures matter at all. Okay. Um, You know, nothing in the liturgy is there just by accident. Right. Um, We don't just happen to do this. There's, I mean, sometimes maybe that's what we end up doing ourselves. Um, But there's a reason. And there's something that's supposed to be drawing us more and more into prayer as we go through these sorts of gestures. Um, And it comes from the fact that everything that we do as an act of worship is supposed to be a human act, Mm -hmm. right? It's particularly human to worship God um, the way that we do. Um, And humans, people, are body and soul. Mm -hmm. So there's a spiritual aspect, um, the prayer, the adoration, um, but there's also a bodily aspect if it's to be a a truly human act. If we want to draw our whole self into something, it's not just a matter of turning inwards and really trying to draw our mind and heart in. Those are very important steps, but we don't turn aside from our body when we do that. Right, right. Um, Pope Benedict XVI wrote uh, a masterful work when he was still Cardinal Ratzinger on the liturgy called The Spirit of the Liturgy. Um, And at one point in this text... Um, he writes the following. The bodily gesture itself is the bearer of the spiritual meaning, which is precisely that of worship. Without worship, the bodily gesture is meaningless, while the spiritual act must of its very nature, because of the, what he calls, psychosomatic unity of man, which is a really fancy word of say, way of saying man is body and soul. Mm-hmm. Mind and body or mm-hmm. soul and body. Mm-hmm. Because of the psychosomatic unity of man, this spiritual act must express itself with bodily gesture. Hmm. So he's he's um, referring to this body-soul makeup, um, and it's the idea of giving ourselves completely to God, both with an act of love from our hearts, our souls, and also um, with the act of our body. So it prepares us for when we leave Mass to then do works of charity, which require us to use our bodies, um, but also those require us to use our souls as well in doing it out of love. um, By integrating our whole self into our prayer at Mass, we're helping to integrate our expression of faith into our daily life. Mm -hmm. Right, so it's something that we can take with us as we go. Um, So yeah, all of these things are important, and they all have a meaning behind them, which is what... um, we're going to get into today. Um, one of the principles that uh, the church gives us for why we should be attentive to um, the various gestures and postures, standing, kneeling, um, bowing, uh, walking in procession, all these sorts of things, um, giving the sign of peace. Um, one of the principles the church gives us behind this is called um, active participation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been encouraged uh, most particularly at the Second Vatican Council. Mm-hmm. Um, but even before that, it was something the Church was concerned with. Yes. Um, so that um, Mass wasn't just watching what the priest does. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not 
there for our entertainment or for um, you know us to to sit back at and let him do all the work. Just, um, just as much as the priest is uniting himself to Christ mm-hmm. and Christ's sacrifice at Mass, we who attend Mass are uniting ourselves to the priest and through him to Christ. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. So um, we have this word active participation, um, and so it's referring to a particular action. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cardinal Ratzinger points out that this action isn't something that we normally think of as like a bodily or just physical right. doing something, right? Mm-hmm. It goes back to this, um, that fancy word psychosomatic or body and soul, body and spirit together. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says that the, the highest action of the liturgy is the Eucharistic prayer. Um, he says it's the, the Latin word is oratio, um, this great prayer um, that forms uh, the church uh, in doing it, it's what brings us together as a community, as the bride of Christ. And he also points out, and I find this kind of fascinating because I had forgotten this little tidbit, that oratio originally in Latin means not necessarily prayer, but a great speech. Oh, right. Something. A great oration. Right. So we have That's oration we're now in English. In English. Um, mm-hmm. He says that if we were only, if it was just a prayer, as in like a private little prayer, they, we would have used the word prax which okay. is Latin okay. for prayer, but it's an oratio. Um, mm-hmm. It's this great speech, this great um, thing that draws everyone together, that's supposed to be the focus of what's going on. And so even though there's one speaker mm-hmm. at Mass, typically mm-hmm. the priest, everyone is involved Everyone's with drawn it. in. Yeah. Right, exactly. You just have to think of those great speeches, even from recent centuries. Right, yeah, we they... can think of a great speaker like uh, Winston Churchill or something like that. You wouldn't say that everyone who was at a speech of his was just a passive observer, right? right? They were involved mm-hmm. with that. Their um, emotions were engaged. Um, they either agreed with what he was saying, or they, right? Or they some of them, some people disagreed, um, but they were involved with what was going on, even though he was the one speaking, right? 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 And so that's kind of how the priest is acting. Wow. He's the one speaking before God, mm-hmm. um, but we're involved in that. Um, it's just as, as Churchill was making a speech for the nation. Um, so mm-hmm. the priest is making um, the prayer for God's people. For God's people, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Wow. This is some great foundations to lay for our conversation today. Mm-hmm. And Ratzinger finishes up talking about this action um, as a human action, but through the ministry of the priest who stands in the person of Christ, it then becomes a divine action as well. Mm-hmm. Christ is working um, through the priest. Christ is working in his church, um, and in that, insofar as then all the people unite with the priest, they also enter into this divine action, mm-hmm. um, which is our salvation. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, so we can thank Cardinal Ratzinger, mm. Pope Benedict, for that um, reflection as to why what we do matters, um, which I think is kind of ha- what is half of this show is mm-hmm. laying that foundation of okay, we do all these things. Who cares? <laughs> well, this is why it matters, mm-hmm. um, because it's the way in which we enter into this worship of God. Beautiful. You're listening to The Seminarian's Show on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Today, Jacob and I are speaking about gestures and actions in the liturgy. And Jacob just you know, introduced us to the idea that 
in the liturgy, we're drawing our whole self, body and soul, into this act of prayer. And active participation is the ideal of the liturgy. And we have to understand that correctly. You know, active means involvement. And, you know, sometimes that involves also, that includes um, the way we hold our bodies and the way we um, um, move. (laughs) So that's what we're going to talk about now. What are some of those concrete um, gestures and what is the deeper reality they're drawing us into? Sure. So we can kind of talk about posture. There's kind of the three main postures that we have in Mass. We're going to be standing, we're going Mm -hmm. to be sitting. If you go through the whole Mass and we stand, we sit, we stand, we sit. Um, Then there's kneeling. (laughs) We stand, we kneel, we stand. Um, So the the three ones, standing, sitting, kneeling, all of them uh, represent kind of the different way in which we're responding to what's happening in the Mass. Mm -hmm. Um, So we begin the Mass standing um the priest and the ministers are actually walking mm-hmm. um but we can reflect a little bit on what this standing means um first it's a sign of respect and reverence when mm-hmm. someone that we look up to um or someone who we're supposed to have respect for um walks into a room oftentimes we'll stand or when we greet them we stand up yeah it's been um, a while since i was in grade school but back when i was when the principal walked in, we would stand up and say, good morning, sister. Uh-huh. Um, yes. Yeah. Or, um, you know, a gentleman greeting a lady, he mm-hmm. would stand up um, to introduce himself. Um, so it's it's that sign of respect and reverence before God. Um, we have this respect, this reverence for God, for his presence that's um, present in a particular way in the Mass um, through the priest who stands in the person of Christ as he comes in, we stand um, mm-hmm. to uh, recognize him. And you had mentioned earlier that these actions, postures can reflect our response. And I think something else we might mention is they also reflect just our receptivity, the way we're kind of preparing ourselves to receive something. Mm-hmm. I think those are two complementary ideas yeah. that is good to keep in mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, standing also represents one who, because we, we go from the position of usually sitting before yeah, Mass to right. standing, um, it's another representation of our baptism, one who's risen with, with Christ. Christ. Um, so we stand uh, with Christ, with the risen Christ, mm-hmm. um, not out of pride or anything, but out of um, gratitude um, and one of our priests at the Josephinum pointed out that this is a twofold gratitude. We're thanking him, as we always do, and, and many of the prayers of the Mass capture this. We we thank God first for our creation, mm-hmm, just for um, being. <laughs> yeah, we thank God that we are. Right. Because if it, we we don't have to be. Right. Um, it's a free, uh, really unnecessary, um, if we dare to say that, uh, act of the love of God to even call us into being. Hmm. Um, and then we also thank him for the gift of our salvation, right. for our redemption in Christ. The that, new life that he gives us, right. you know, so, out um, of sin and in union with him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pulling us kind of the, the, the old principle of, of high medieval theology, that's the exitus reditus, the, the coming out from God and coming back to coming him. Back. So mm-hmm. creation is, we're 
we're pulled from the loving heart of God, we're created, mm-hmm. and redemption is what pulls us back to God. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that is captured in our standing mm-hmm. as well. So clearly a powerful gesture. Right. Um, there's the quote from Psalm 46 um, that kind of helps us understand the reason why we should also be attentive when we're standing, or really in any posture. Um, Psalm 46 has towards the end of it, Be still and know that I am mm-hmm. God, supreme among the nations, supreme on the earth. Um, so that stillness is also captured in our standing. Um, we don't have to be like uh, a military regiment where we're all standing perfectly at attention, um, where you know we don't move at all, but but our attention should be focused on what's happening in mm-hmm. the Mass. So we have standing. Um, we also sit. Um, most of this is done during um, the first reading, the psalm, the second reading. So we're talking the liturgy of the Word primarily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the homily as well. Um, and so sitting is kind of a position of receptivity. Right. We're, we're not so much focused on what we're doing, what we're portraying or projecting with our bodies, we're going to be focused on what's coming in at yes. us. So the word of God is being proclaimed, and so we sit to listen to that. Um, there's also the classic image of um, s- sitting at the foot of the teacher, mm-hmm. um, right? So there, the students would be gathered around on the floor or something like that where the teacher would be on his seat um, from which he teaches, mm-hmm. um, and you sit and you listen, and you absorb that information and Okay, how is this? How is this true? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, it is true. How is this going to be true in my life? And we can put ourselves in the place of Mary in the the episode of the two sisters. You know, Martha, mm-hmm. who is preoccupied with being the hostess, and Mary, who is chosen to sit at our Lord's feet. And our Lord, without saying that. Um, Martha was doing something bad. She says, Mary has chosen the better part. Mm -hmm. So we sit there with her when the opportunity presents itself to receive what he has to give us. Exactly. And then the third um, of the three postures is kneeling. Um, And kneeling is um, one of the, well, I'll say it's the most uncomfortable of (laughs) the um, postures. And that's, it's almost for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, and doing a little bit more research on kneeling, Karno Ratzinger, again, was talking about this, and he says a lot of people um, have objected to kneeling over the ages, mm-hmm. um, both today and for 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. People have had some objections to that, saying, well, it's not really part of the culture, and uh, whatever. And Ratzinger goes, yeah, that's precisely the point. It's <laughs> not part of the culture. It, um, this, this introduces a little bit the idea of the sacred. You know, mm-hmm. some of, Many of these things that we do... Um, are natural, mm-hmm. but and they they have a sacred meaning too. And some of them are just apparently, like really clearly sacred because we're not going around kneeling most of the time. Right. So when we do kneel, that means we're doing it for a very distinctive reason. Yeah. So standing and sitting are normal parts of the yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Some of us maybe sit more than we should. Um, but yeah, those are natural things. Kneeling is not something um, that's done um, in the... Uh, New Testament world, kneeling was kind of frowned upon. It mm-hmm. was seen as a very strange and obscene gesture mm-hmm. by the Greeks and the Romans. Um, so the fact that Christians would do this was just another thing that set them apart mm-hmm. that everyone noticed and thought, 
what on earth is going on here? Those crazy Christians are up to something again. <laughs> Who knows what? Um, but it's it's truly an act of humility. Um, it's lowering yourself in the presence of one that we acknowledge to be greater. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also the the um, posture of asking for something. Um, we are saying we don't have anything to give. Um, look at us, our, our small, empty selves, and it's just kind of a pleading. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do this, we kneel at Mass during the Eucharistic prayer, the highest point of the action of the Mass, to show how much we need to receive from our Lord. Yeah, we're really opening ourselves up at that point mm-hmm. to the gift that he wants to give us in our lives so it's recognizing the littleness of ourselves and the greatness of christ in the eucharist Mm -hmm. Um, there's a an amusing little anecdote from the desert fathers um, which i find kind of funny Um, it says uh, that according to one of the sayings of the desert fathers uh, to to abbot uh, apollo the god allowed the devil who had been tempting him for some time, God forced the devil to make himself appear. So we have um, a physical devil walking around. And okay. Abbot Apollo describes him, and he says, he looked black and ugly with frighteningly thin limbs, Oops. but most strikingly, he had no knees. He had, he had no ability to kneel. Exactly. No ability to kneel. And that was seen as the essence of the diabolical. Yeah. So we have, that, that reminds me also of... Um, Milton's Paradise Lost, we have the scene of Satan in hell and hmm. his resounding cry is, I will not serve. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so bending the knee is also a sign of willingness to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the non-serviam of the devil of the devil is responded. We, we respond to that. By putting ourselves with Christ. Right. You know. um, who himself knelt. And we have all those scenes mm-hmm. in the garden of Gethsemane kneeling down in prayer, that struggle of his human right. will and his divine will. To accept the Father's will. Right. But he ends up saying, not my will, but your will. Mm-hmm. Essentially, I will serve. Wow. Against that that cry of the devil, I will not serve. Um, so we use our knees um, to show <laughs> that, um, and, and we bend our knees to show that we are not of the devil. Who, mm-hmm. um, amidst all the other deformities that he has hmm. has no knees um so yeah. it's 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 great to call to mind some of these things and you know in our average weekend mass attendance we might call to mind some of them and then as we increase the practice of calling them to mind they'll just become more a natural part of you know offering these different gestures to our lord mm-hmm. um besides our posture in general we do other things especially you know with our hands i'm thinking yeah yeah, so we, we have a particular way of folding our hands. Um, kind of the way that's most often seen by the priest is with his palms together okay. um, and yeah. his thumbs crossed. Right. Um, oftentimes people will kind of make their hands into a little lattice and cross them together, which is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one I want to focus on is the palms together with the hands out or with the fingers straight out, mm-hmm. that image. Um, it's taken from sort of medieval chivalry and the feudal system okay as uh, one place that that is a particular meaning when the the knight 
would pledge loyalty to his superior. Mm-hmm. And you see this in the ordination rites, too. Yes. The the superior would clasp his hands around, around. the knights, mm-hmm. um, kind of saying, uh, and now you, you will serve me. Yes. Um, so our hands folded in prayer is a sign, another sign of our service to God, our love for him as our Our as bringing our together of ourself and giving ourself mm-hmm. over to him. Precisely. Nice. And uh, one other gesture that we often do at mass is we genuflect right um, we genuflect to the to the tabernacle when we enter and we when we exit a church um, there are some other times where we might throw a genuflection in here or there look at the hymn board and you'll see <laughs> with genuflection uh, from one of our previous shows um, and it's it's an act of adoration um, an act of faith and reverence to jesus um, but the action of actually going down on one knee and coming back up yeah. has baptismal imagery in it mm-hmm. too which i find so beautiful and powerful. So when we lower ourselves, um, we unite ourselves to um, the incarnation, mm-hmm. the Paschal mystery, uh, also of Christ lowering himself from the throne of, of God in heaven to come mm-hmm. down to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we come back up from our genuflection, we are uniting ourselves with Christ rising from the dead. So it's that baptismal imagery of, of dying with Christ and being raised to new life. Um, as well so even even in his glory christ humbles himself for us and we are called to imitate that in our own action with our own bodies mm-hmm. um, and it's beneficial for us and for those who might see us mm-hmm. for our own selves to just keep t- giving our whole selves over to these acts of adoration and then for others too through their wit- their seeing us you know to be reminded Yes. So. yes. so the all the different actions that we have, standing, kneeling, genuflecting, um, there's so much wrapped up in them. Um, so hopefully this little reflection will be able to make your um, acts at Mass all the more meaningful and yeah. unite us more and more to Christ and to one another. I'm grateful for the chance to have you know, been able to review some of them today. Yeah, so thank this you. has been wonderful. Let us finish with a prayer today then. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Blessed Mother, you knew most perfectly to um, give your entire self, body and soul, over to the will of God the Father to receive his Son into your life. So help us to imitate your example and draw us ever closer to your Son. Hail Mary, full full of grace, grace, the the Lord Lord is is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Seminarians is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of The Seminarians and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. So